Good to see you. Good to be here for another show. You know, a lot happened this past week. Got a lot <laughs> going on. And uh, we're going to chop it up because, you know, like, just this like past week kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, you know, but at the same time. Why? It's, it's we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. But as you know, it's the Roundhouse Roundtable. It's me, Armani T, and I got B in the building. And we in here, we got some shit to talk about it. So let's get it. I swear my glow up in lightning. Hot year, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science. Apply it, worst come to worst, you tried it, get a bad, get a spy, shoot your shot, it's the effort, I admire, you're high, it ain't nothing for friends at this point, my circle is small as a point, I'd rather sit in voice than hearing a big on their voice. Alright, so, what we had, we had UFC Long Island, and it was a... It was just, I'm glad I ain't bet on this night. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Why? Because when, when you have people that you, fighters, anytime you're making a bet, you know, you you putting, you placing a wager on somebody's health, you know, somebody doing the right thing, somebody being able to, uh, you know, win, beat yeah. somebody else to a pulp. If they're a better fighter, if they, if they can, if they're, I can bet on them to not be good enough to not get caught. You know what I mean? To, you know, cause that's how easy it can happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just saying like, it was just certain things that like that happened throughout the night that just, I'm just glad I didn't bet. And, and uh, so first night, first fight for the no cap recap, we had Jessica Panay versus Emily Dakota. She came through with the W. She just stayed composed. She stayed busy too. And she did stay busy, absolutely. But at the same time, Jessica stayed busy as well. Um, Emily Dakota just had the the moments that shined. She had more moments that shine. And uh and because she was inflicting damage. Emily Dakota did they it seemed like this is another one they they're about to try to try to boss up, move up, and say, okay, she's the next one. Mm, I don't know about that. Next. Exactly. So I, I see I see a lot of growth in her game. You know, she say she stayed composed enough for three rounds to get a unani. So yeah, I'm guessing like all she could do is just build from that, you know, man, yeah, add and on it to was, that. It was her debut too. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. That always works out good when you can get a win in your debut. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Next, we got Dustin Stofoots versus Dwight Grant. I had Dwight Grant winning this one. <laughs> like I said, good thing I didn't bet on it because I, I thought his like I saw, I thought his style was was not Stofus wouldn't be able to to control his style or handle his style. Mm-hmm. And and as I saw, it's like he couldn't handle his style. Dwight Grant just beat himself, you know, when it comes to the cardio side, when it comes to the pushing forward side. I don't know if he, you know, felt the power of Stofus and and decided to, you know, relax. But uh he had an opportunity to win that fight. And and it's like it's almost like you got the lane to either go if you want to win the fight or if you're mm-hmm. gonna lose the fight. And losing the fight, it starts off by being a little lazy a little bit. And then that's when it just go keeps going downhill from there. 
I think also Dustin had more memorable moments. Also, like taking him into the middle of the cage, uh, you know, airborne stood out the most. And it's just, mm, I guess he did, he did, he was doing more work too. But also, I think what helped was the memorable moments. Yeah, that that slam, it was it was definitely memorable. But it's just like it's like that was that was one takedown for for all of the you know the many takedowns that was I was one takedown no that for for that time that was one takedown for all of the damage that he's already taken yeah you know so because he was taking damage the whole time while he was standing up every time they would come in contact Dwight Grant would be the one landing Stofus was getting his he was getting his off a few times but mm-hmm. Dwight Grant was definitely uh, landing because he was being first and he was being last on you know each combination yeah so shout out to dustin sofus though for getting it done and just staying composed and being an entertainer i think sometimes that's what helps uh gets it you know like it might kind of beat on the confidence of your opponent you know you raising your arms and and trying to pump the crowd up and stuff like that it's just like you know i guess but dwight grant it seemed like to me he kind of beat himself more so than really getting uh taken over by stofus so that's how I see it. What do you what do you see on this? Because I was looking at how Dustin and Dwight were just going at it, and he and he dropped them, and, and he was just mad. It was like close to the end of the round too. So it's just yeah, I think the memorable moments helped him in and inflicted more power on the ground. It, but he definitely yeah. had like his challenges on the stand up. Yeah, and like like all the most of those punches were on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, and it's just like, they still count. So it's just like, really? He, you know, he just, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, he just worked. It was more effort applied. You know, he worked more. He worked harder. Yep. They get the W. Yep. So once again, shout out to Dustin Sofus. Cause at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. Cause it's like, nobody's going to let you have shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they're so, giving you a layup. <laughs> unless they give you a layup. And next, and Dustin Jacoby did not get a layup. This was not a layup. Uh, da Jung, Dustin Jacoby got the first round knockout once again. And it's just like, it, it seemed like it, he was leveling out to his competition level. And then that's when, you know, he gets one of these. Hmm. So it's just like, he's one of those guys that's constantly coming up. He's definitely one to come up. Yeah, and I, I I did see like the respect level when they first got into the ring, but it was like you gotta be first or you're gonna get knocked out type situation. And so he was first and he, he got the victory. Yeah, and it's almost like he felt he probably was gonna get knocked out if he didn't knock him out. Yep. Because <laughs> that shit was coming fast. They was yep. swinging. They was swinging for real. And Dalton Jung was definitely there trying to get his KO in first. Yep. But it just and this was the one that I thought was premature and I was trying to see if it was going to be consistent the rest of the night and it wasn't and so like it was just oh. I don't know I don't I didn't agree with this KO because he he was still aware of what was happening he had yeah. time they didn't like give him much time to recover it wasn't like one of those where everything just went limp and I don't think that this was the right call. I think this was too soon. It was an early stoppage. I do think it was an early stoppage. Yeah. And, and we talked about that. And it seemed like when Dustin Jacoby put his arms up in the air 
and was like walking towards him. That's mm-hmm. when the ref was just like, uh, I guess he's done. And he kind of pulled Jacoby away. And then you said it before the fight happened. You're like, who's this ref? I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this ref. You don't. Yeah, he looked like he, part he, of the mob. We he, gonna talk about how all the mob was in a building, just in the front row. They had, they the, had the mob in the building. The mob was in, in the York. building. Yeah, the mob was definitely. They definitely gave out a few tickets. No. Well, yeah, he probably had to. <laughs> what? What? You, you, you think they sit in front to. row and they they paid for them? No. They got money though, no, but I don't think they paid yeah, for it. But yeah, the mall, the some some things money can't buy, and free tickets at the uh front row, all them Stat dressed Madden. up like that. Yeah, those individuals in the front row, like Dana pulled some strings. He had to eat. He, yeah, he had to protect himself. <laughs> yeah, he, he in New York, so he got you know. Yeah, he stays, play by the stays, rules. Stays thirty. Yeah. Then, <laughs> 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 but um, uh, Dustin Jacoby, that that is true. I, I do think that was a kind of early stoppage. And I noticed how like the commentators were saying, look how he, his eyes rolled in the back of his head. Nah, didn't see that. Nah, didn't, w- 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 didn't catch that part. Didn't, didn't catch his eyes rolled in the back of his head. But yep. shout out Dustin Jacoby. He got performance of the night as well. Getting it done. Speaking of performance of the night, Bill Algio versus Herbert Burns. Oh my gosh. Bill Algio was just ready to fight. And that was, that was good. Uh, Herbert Burns was trying to be in a jujitsu match and it was not happening. Yeah, I said once he lost that triangle, if you fumble that bag, it's over yeah. for you. He fumbled yeah. the crap out of that bag and then he was just so defeated. He kept trying to throw up submissions. It was so sad. And he went into retirement after this. After that fight, he went into retirement. It's just like he gave up in the middle of the fight. He didn't even want to get up off the floor. Second round, the ref got tired of that. No nonsense. My favorite ref. No nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, this fight's over because like you don't want to get up. You don't want to fight anymore. And they did say he had a history of giving up and losing his confidence. Mm. And it's just like you cannot be a fighter expecting to excel as a fighter if you give up so fast. Yep. And and it's just it's just not gonna work for you. And it sucks because his brother is still in the UFC, great fighter. And it's just like yin and yang with this one yeah so it, it sucks it was it was sad to watch it was like how did this guy make it to the ufc like i understand he had injuries before but maybe this is not what you need to be doing which is he went into retirement so i wish him all well but that exactly. was but that was it was just it was sad yeah and it's always space like for herbert burns guys like herbert burns in the jujitsu world mm-hmm. like you know if the right management he could go all around the u.s and and do seminars and make yeah. money and you know so it's just like it's up to him and how he wants to do it yeah but at the same time bill algio was there ready to fight i don't want to take nothing away from bill algio because not at all he, he did that he's definitely he definitely played his game and didn't let herbert burns in his brother's name or anything around him to deter him he did almost get caught in that triangle and I thought it was over for him. And I, it's just like, I'm trying to think like, what did Herbert Burns do wrong that didn't get the, the triangle right? And it was just like, it was just like, he started, uh, Bill Algeo was posturing up early and uh, Herbert Burns was still trying to pull you down while you were posturing up. He didn't try to go with you a little bit or or push push past you a little bit mm-hmm. to, you know, to get his, his legs snug in there. But at the same time, I thought he had it too. I thought he, he had didn't it. He didn't have it, but... He didn't get the arm across. 
Nah, that was a different guy. <laughs> but Bill Algio, he a black belt. And so he just showed that he knew he knew his shit. It wasn't like no moment where I'm just gonna lock in my guard and get my face beat up and get and get choked out. No, he actually showed that his black belt jujitsu and like it is phenomenal. And I can't really I cannot take anything away from him because it was locked in. He was in there and yeah, it's just he got out he, of it. He got out of it. He got out of it. And then he tried to pull an arm bar afterwards. He got out of that too. And so it's just like, he was definitely trying to do a jujitsu in an MMA fight. And that was not it. Next, another finish, another performance of the mm-hmm. night. Ricky Simone versus Jack Shore. Jack Shore was knocking a lot of guys out. Mm-hmm. Ricky, Ricky Simone was about to be another one, but he, he made sure, but his wrestling definitely just came in, came out to shine like, Everything he wanted to do, every time he wanted to get him to the ground, even though Jack Shore has really good takedown defense, mm-hmm. Ricky Simone was still making it happen. About to be a big problem for Bantamweight, weight, especially if he get his hands together. Yeah, because he's getting better. And I said, mm-hmm. I said he was going to get the finish. Mm-hmm. It, it may not have been a knockout, but hey, he still got the finish. I, <laughs> I knew, I knew it was going to be him. And then he called out, should have shame. At the end, mm-hmm. and and then that's a fight. I'm like, I, Sugar Shane not gonna win that one, but like eventually y'all gonna have to see each other if y'all trying to get to that contender spots. So either take the fight now or take the fight later. But eventually you gonna have to take it. Yeah, before if 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 Sugar Shane decides to take that fight, but because you know, like we said, it's gonna be a lot of guys in the top ten that's having their mouth water because that last display that they he just put on, and they might say feel like they could do something with that. Ricky's uh, Ricky Simone, he's a wrestler, so he feel like he could do something with that. But where all these wrestlers that go against him mess up is on the hand. They get caught up on the hands. They get mesmerized on the hands and they standing up and they find themselves standing up a lot more than they actually should. And then they get knocked out. Yeah. It's they, too they late. Try, oh, my stand up game is which yours. No, you got to know your area. You yeah, gotta you got to know, know your lane. Work. Yeah, but that's but that goes also back to being a well-rounded fighter. You should work on all your crafts. Yeah, you can have a specialty, but be able to pull more tricks out of that bag, especially after you get more more rounds. Like the fifth round, you're going to need more than just a stand-up fight. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like kickboxers, they got the kicks coming. It's not just hands. Mm-hmm. And then you got the jiu-jitsu uh, people. They're trying to take you down. You got the wrestlers. You can't, to me, you just, Having hands is not enough. You need other things going on. You need a ground defense if you don't have a ground game or at least know how to get back up. Something. You need something else. But Sugar Shane, his time's coming where he's going to have to face and have some answers for mm-hmm. people on the ground. Yeah, eventually, hopefully hopefully he has some answers. Like I, I'm looking forward to seeing that part too. But shout out to Ricky Simone. Jack Shore was definitely uh, working on the hands and mm. you know in that second round he really started touching them up mm. and which really brought that that arm triangle which was pure strength by the way i want to say that that was not like he, technique he had the <laughs> arm in the neck where it needed to go but at the same time it's just like the angle and everything and and the setup that was strength like he so moved, what he, he said was that's they call it and in his gym they call it the simone choke or the ricky choke because of the awkward way that he finishes it and i thought that was interesting so mm. he's able to pull this mm. on multiple people the way that he's doing so it's just modified one small arms and strong as fuck 
Hey, you got to do. Not small arms, not small arms, because that's he does not have small arms, short arms. Yeah, yes. there you go. Short arms, but at the same time, like he hits that choke, especially with the with that shoulder strength, and it's elite at this point, especially if they they targeting his uh, coining his name after it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, hmm, he must hit that often. <laughs> Next, speaking of, he must hit that often. <laughs> <laughs> He must just, he must, he ain't scared of nobody. Uh, Soriano versus Dolce Lugambala. Why are you shaking your head? Because this was just sad. This man had, he got these big ass thighs and he had it out as a weapon the entire time. It threw like the commentators off and they was like, he not going to put his thigh away. And it was just real fixated on his thighs. I was too, not going to lie about that. But it was just like, he didn't have anything else to offer. It looked like he was very timid. It just looked like he was gassed. His coaches didn't want him to go to the ground because he was burning a lot of energy and they they wanted him to stay out of the clinch. So it's just like, what is this man prepared for? Because it didn't seem like he was prepared for much. It's like y'all telling him to avoid all of these areas. What are y'all doing in the gym? You got to ask yourself. I think they wanted him to control his energy and he may have been hurting his ribs by that part. Like... So, yeah, so, that's what they were saying, that his ribs may have been like an issue, but, you know, that goes back to taking care of yourself and knowing what's important. It, I mean, you can try to power through with a rib, but once somebody know your rib is messed up, that's only going to get worse. Exactly. He started going towards that midsection as soon as the commentator said mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, they couldn't keep that a secret. Like, they just want, like, they wanted the fight to be over type. Hey, let me point this out that you didn't notice. And they was helping him get out of like the clinch and giving him word for word on how to get out of things. And then I'm just over that. I'm so over it. So much coaching coming from the commentary desk and it's altering fights. And I don't know who notices it or not, or they like that ad or that, that build to it. I would think that somebody bet money on the back end. You know what I'm saying? If I could help sway the fights or help coach the fight, and put some money on this fight and help sway it in the direction that I wanted to go. I'm winning all night, every night. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not just about them coaching. It's yeah. about what this can turn into. It's like y'all are cha- taking away the integrity of the fight. Yeah. Like commentators, when you go back and look at the fights back then, before all the fighters were really commentating, mm-hmm. it was just commentators. And that's what they were doing. They were commentating. Play-by-play now- analysts. Now you have former fighters who 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 who've done it and they can't switch off the what to do. They they can and and turn on the commentator and they can only switch on the what to do. If that's the case, then you should coach. Like yep. if, if that's the case, then you should open, start a YouTube channel and break down fights and yep. then tell people what they should do. Not during the fight, because you're altering the fights and you're fucking up people money. <laughs> agreed i'm so sick of the coaching and just telling them how to get out of stuff because they want to make it more entertaining like no let the fight happen how it's supposed to fight they have coaches over in their corner for a reason remember what uh trailblazer said thank you dc thank you dc i i had dc in my corner he helped me if i would have had dc here yes and it's free coaching and it's just as like a commentator. they they know they know when they help they know when they said something and then they reacted to something Mm-hmm. like any youtubers out there if y'all ain't got no time y'all ain't got no if y'all ain't got nothing to do just go on the you go go on the ufc fights and make a compilation of every time that 
they said something in the commentary that a fighter should do and the and fighter immediately reacted and did it and it's not and you know when they're listening and you know when they doing something that they actually should do yeah but at the same time it's just like once again it's just like what can you do until it gets acknowledged but soon i think it's going to get acknowledged soon yep. because it's just the the fighter the right fighter didn't speak up on it mm. because the only because fighters fighters ain't going that win ain't going to really speak up on it mm. it's going to be the fighters that lose and they don't really get the mic at the end mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and if they do stay if they do say the desk was helping to come helping to win the fight and then you sound like then you then you sound pussy so it's just like now it's just like you don't got a leg to stand on and really sound like a solid fighter that was going to get another fight, especially if you take shots at the commentary desk. Mm-hmm. You know, the only people that really take shots at the commentary desk are the people that work at the commentary desk. You know, uh, what's his name? Dominic Cruz. That's because they be trying to get in their corner. They be trying to get on their good side. Exactly. They get that coaching. That exactly. Coaching. Yeah. And they don't, they don't want to mess that up for themselves. Yep. So it's just so. like, if I hush now, they might save me later. Yep. Maybe they might like me later. That's that hush money. Exactly. Shit. And betting on the back end. Like yep. if, if I was if I was DC and, and I had that type of power, it's just like I would be able to see that, like, oh, I really can say something and they just react. Mm-hmm. He he knew he could do that before anybody ever picked that up. It's a sore spot just because they know they have the power to control how fights go from the commentary desk. Especially when, especially when the fights die down and it's not a lot of energy or something, mm. it's like, oh, they need to give these guys something. They need to, oh, this this crowd is hungry. They need something, and that's commentary. Yes, that's the commentary that the fighters need to hear to be able to react. But when you're coaching, that's different. Giving play by play, this is what you need to diff- get out of it. Literally telling guys how to finish and execute the takedown. People that's watching that shit, they don't give a fuck. They just know that he need to get the takedown. And once he get the takedown, you could talk about it like that. There's different ways, maybe, if you want to go into that. But you shouldn't have enough time because you should be talking about the fucking fight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they talk about what they want to talk about. They they fight all this time to get on the commentary desk to talk about what fighters should do and coach. Mm-hmm. They should just be a coach. You make you probably make more money doing that. You, nah. Like DC, no DC. If DC wanted to strictly be a coach. He could coach a shit ton of fighters if he wanted to. Let me tell to. you why. Let me tell you why. It's because it goes off the portion of your purse. Now, you commentate it, you guarantee every fight. Now, you have to wait on specific fighters to be their coach, you know? And then there's that conflict of interest of who they fight in and all that other stuff. So it's a safer bet just being a commentator because you have more consistent money, more consistent No, because you views. can't lose. <laughs> yeah you can't lose you guaranteed money <laughs> you, you can't you guaranteed that in a longer time on air so yeah but uh shout out soriano you know you 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 dogged it out you did what you had to do in, in there and and dolce's gas tank went out on him and, and i feel like it wasn't even just ribs because a lot of times you see guys get hurt in there all the time but it seemed like when your condition is right they, you see people tough to do certain things and different things, but a rib, I don't know. He they they could have called that one in and, and stopped that one early. Uh, he ended up doing it himself because he just kind of, you know, had to ball up at the end. It was it was rough watching. That. It was rough to watch. Next, speaking of rough to watch, <laughs> you thought this was gonna main be a layup, car, though. main <laughs> car, Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. 
no no me when i when they set stuff up i know what their intentions are misha tay is going down the weight they're not trying to give her the the hardest fight that she can get than they would have they tried to give her lauren murphy and think and they thought that was a layup like me, when I thought about their styles, I was thinking Misha take going down the weight. I thought she was going to be a big problem for Lauren Murphy until I remember that, okay, Lauren Murphy can wrestle. And she's strong, strong as hell. She's strong arm, this motherfucker the entire fight. It was just like control, control. You saw her face at the end. Misha Tate was messed up, probably broke her nose again. Her her shirt was red and like yeah. pink. It, that, was, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, that, uh, that that jab was definitely working in her favor. And then when she brought out the elbows, Lauren Murphy always got the elbows. Mm. And when she brought out the elbows, that's when the, that's when it got worse. Mm-hmm. That's when the shit got bad. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Misha Tate. I don't know if she want to hit that retirement train. I don't know. I don't know if we might be hearing that soon, but at the same time, I don't know if she's filling the contract still. Lauren Murphy need more fights. And uh, Lauren Murphy already did her call out about uh, mm-hmm. the Shevchenko fight at the end of the year. She said she want to fight the winner. She mm-hmm. want to show she a contender. But Misha Tate, girl, it might be time to just hang up, hang yeah. it yeah, up. She already did. The way she did Misha Tate. Them last yeah. couple of fights have been brutal for her. Just brutal. And so Misha I Tate, know. you know, she was, she was touching at times, but it was a clear difference. Yeah. It was a clear difference, and it's just like that ain't what she wanted. Uh, it was supposed to be a layup, but it was not. It was a mm-hmm. shot block. Next, Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan. Speaking of shot block, Charles Air Jordan, <laughs> he got his shot blocked last night by Shane mm-hmm. Burgos, and it was a tight fight too. It was a tight fight in the sense of like Charles Jordan just being super fast and really good with his striking. But Shane Burgos just not the guy to just go out when you touch him a lot of times. Yeah. Like Shane Burgos is one of those guys we say got a championship chin. You know, like, and it's crazy because a lot of times they they put him up against guys, they're really putting Shane Burgos up against dogs. Like really so putting that, him up against dogs. That just shows you how elite he is. And then like the first round was uh, Charles Jordan, and then the second and the third round went to Shane Burgos. He just, it seemed like he wanted it more, and it's just, he, he stayed more consistent, and he yeah. had more activity. And so, and he's and he, and he from New York, so he definitely couldn't lose yeah, in New York. Up. Yeah, it got it got shaky in the third when he it just started eating, eating punches. He yeah. was eating head kicks. He was eating a lot of shit. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like he still was putting it on, putting the work on. And then when he took his back, like he really controlled him that whole second round, pretty much. Yeah. And and that was that was good transition work that he was doing yeah. because it's just like in order for him to stay in that like in order for him to stay on his back. There was so much transition work he was doing. Those small adjustments that he was making up and down his back really played a, a big uh, part to him, you know, staying on his back. Yeah, that body triangle was crazy. And Charles Jordan was really doing a good job of fucking surviving. That's the that's the part. He was. You know, he was he was staying calm, even though he he had a, a, a lot of he had a few cranks on him. Yeah. He had to fucking just go to a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you could do about that crank sometimes like that you could try to pull back but just uh go to a happy place and wait till it's over ah uh, it's over wow yeah you gotta so, got do what you gotta do sometimes. yeah but shout out to shane burgos is still going up it's still getting people out of the way i just want i can't wait to see who he's gonna fight next <laughs> but next we got matt schnell versus sumaraji I know I, I said it right. I'll take it. This this one came through. Uh, Matt Schnell came through with triangle after almost getting his ass beat. <laughs> oh after my this God. supposed to being a layup, and then I think somebody in the podcast said, "Hey, y'all got to give Matt Schnell some easier fights. You guys are just giving him all the dogs. That's what they do to all. Give him the dogs. Not that they don't. Now they give him Sumaraji, and Sumaraji. You know, I say he a dog because he." It, you know he all right but at the same time Matt Schnell was supposed to win this one you know he was actually supposed to win this one. Mm. so that's why I think uh he don't he almost failed the, the test but the thing about it is like you got to fight somebody else bro and you're not going to fight somebody else that's on the same level as him they're going to want you to fight somebody that's on a higher level than him mm. so you know only saved him you know mm. what I'm saying he was supposed to still lose win this fight but he's the underdog because the people's faith in him you know, I will say the way he put the finish together, it was nice. It was yeah, good. It was. It was good, even with the the transition, uh, getting on top, and uh, transitioning to the triangle. It was fast and smooth. You know, it was smooth. It was smooth for sure. But at the same time, it's just like I think he already leveled out to his competition level. You know, and they're gonna keep just trying to put him up there, put him up there, put him up there. But you know, it's gonna it's all in the his progression. Let's see how that go. Speaking of progression, Lee Jingling versus Muslam Salikov. This one was a good one. Second round KO. Salikov had a great spin package when it comes to anything spin. When it comes to, because you can't tell when it's coming. Lee Jingling finally got a, a timing on it and really made it work in his favor. Yeah. And pulled off the, the knockout. Lee Jingling was really want to come up before Chimaev. So I want I don't want nobody to really think that it's sweet with Lee Jingling. Like he's not a dog for him. So just everybody keep that in mind. Plus he took some wild some wild shots in there too. Yeah he did. What do you think about this? Salikov. I think the only thing that that he had was, you know, uh that spinning back fist. And it seemed like he was trying to like keep going at like that's his thing. I get it. But you need more weapons than that. That bag. I mean, he he has good wrestling as well. Yeah, but we has, didn't get to really see that. Yeah, yeah, he, he has trying to spin. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he's using what works for him. That's the only thing I can think about, just using what works for him. No, you know, each of them got to take work, down. So it didn't work for him. And it's just like he he could have almost pulled pulled it off if they would have went to the decision, but he got the knockout. Lee Jingling got the knockout, and that was the goal. Next. We got Amanda Lemos versus Michelle Watterson Gomez. Amanda Lemos came through with the W. Uh, submission. Submission of the night. Guillotine choke round two. It was one of those sneaky ones where, you know, Michelle, shout out to Michelle Gomez, uh, Watterson Gomez for holding her integrity down and really saying she tapped because she yeah. could have lied. Cameron would have saw her, but she could have lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And so. shout out to Amanda Limos. Like, wasn't expecting a submission. Thought she was going to do it with the hands. She was rocking her with the hands, though. Yes. It just shows that Amanda uh, Limos is still, like, on another level from the other competition. Mm-hmm. You know? Next, Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. Yair, we're going to keep it just as short as the fight was. And Yair Rodriguez did his motherfucking thing, was overpowering Brian Ortega the whole time. Brian Ortega got caught in the arm bar, yanked his arm out, and ended the fight. Yeah. Yanked his arm out and then talk about running back. Nah, bro. I think they should still run it back. (laughs) I don't think they should run it back. Brian Ortega need to go to the gym for a few more years. Let Yair Yair go up some more. Because Brian Ortega clearly was not in the same hand category, ground game category as Brian Rodriguez. It was clear. I still think they should run it back. Even in that one round, it was obvious. But shout out to Yair Rodriguez. You were supposed to win that anyway. It was going to be just in a worse way if it went any more rounds. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out for you to getting that W and showing that you are a clear winner, clear different level. Round table, no cap recap. So shout out to uh, Yair Rodriguez. I hope they run it back. I know you feel very indifferent about it because you got one and I think that has a lot to do with it. But I think like I think we should be able to see more from that fight. Uh yep. It was definitely Brian Ortega's his own fault because you know you're supposed to do the short choppy pulls, not the, you know, he thought yeah. he thought he had it and he didn't, and it turned out in the worst way possible. Like he said, if if Rodriguez is open to it they will fight in the future if he's not going up for another title shot so and he agreed and i and i think that is awesome of him and i really hope we can see another like good fight from this you know and not have it result in injury but he won that title shot but what i I will say is brian or i did say brian think brian ortega was going to win the fight but i'm glad it went this way i didn't bet on it and now I see when I bet again, I will be betting all the way on Yair Rodriguez because his hands are completely different than Brian Ortega and the groundwork. The mm. ground game is different. Make sure y'all go check us out on Spotify, iTunes, all the streaming platforms, Roundhouse Roundtable. Look it up. Google us. Find us anywhere. We there. Check, check, check. Roundhouse Roundtable, better than cable. And we out of here. <laughs> Better than Gabo. That's why I use a heat as a sword. Cause keeping peace is important. Yeah. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one, please. Don't need. No one has two, please. Don't leave. That's three, four. If you do.